Thanks for listening to the Valley Point Church Podcast. We are currently in the series, Life First. We hope it's a blessing to you. The 119th Psalm, words that are very deep and have meaning for us. I love verse 59 that says, I pondered the direction of my life. Question. Have you ever pondered the direction of your life? Ever thought about that? Ever wondered about that? Purpose? Direction? I think it's fair to assume and fair to say that this is probably something that all of us have done at some point in our lives. Just pondered direction and meaning and purpose. That psalm goes on to say, and I turn to follow your laws, speaking of God's word. Then I love this. I will hurry without delay to obey your commands. Wow, what a thought. And as I've been wondering about this verse, I've been asking myself the question, is that true of me? Do I hurry without delay? to obey the commands of God? Or is there a little bit of delay in there? And what about you? Do you hurry without delay? What about us as a church? Are we quick to turn and hurry to obey the truths of Scripture? And these are just some of the beautiful words that help us think about Psalm 119 and the wonder and the depth of God's word. I want to welcome you to Life Verse week number three. I'm really glad that you're here as we continue this series. And really, our challenge throughout this time has been for everybody to find a verse or two, or even three or four, that you can use as a blueprint for your life in this new year, or as an anchor for your soul. We sang about that. And certainly, God's word has that kind of ability to prop us up and to serve as a foundation for everything that we experience, the successes as well as the losses and everything in between. So I'm really glad that you're here. This is one of my favorite Sundays of the year where we get the opportunity just to pick these verses and commit to them. So let me talk to you a little bit about how today is going to work. I'm going to share some thoughts from Psalm 119 because, again, this is just an amazing chapter that we find in the Bible. I'm going to share some thoughts with you from Psalm 119 that will lead to a big idea. And then I have four people who have chosen some verses that they're going to share with you. And they've been searching. And I'm really excited for you to hear from them. They've done a great job. And I believe that you're going to be encouraged. A variety of people, variety of ages, all thinking about this. And they're going to share their thoughts with you. And then we'll give a takeaway that will lead to us taking some time to commit to the verses that we've chosen for this year. And I'll talk about all of that in just a moment. So Psalm 119, with 176 verses, this is the longest chapter in all of Scripture. It's kind of the king of chapters when it comes to length and content. There's just a lot of words here. And for those of you who are into literary structure, you might find this to be kind of fascinating. Psalm 119 is an acrostic. From top to bottom, it's an acrostic, which makes it somewhat unique 
and fascinating to study. It's made up of 22 sections. Each section contains eight verses or stanzas. So 22 sections, each containing eight verses. Here's what's really interesting about those eight verses. They begin, the first line begins with a letter from the Hebrew alphabet. Wouldn't you know, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And so here's what Psalm 119 does. It walks us from top to bottom through the Hebrew alphabet in an acrostic kind of way. There is great intellect and design behind how Scripture is put together. It's not just a bunch of words thrown out. It's really packaged in a unique way, and that's the literature that we find in Psalm 119. It's an acrostic. So that's just kind of interesting. One of the other things that we discover from this psalm that kind of falls out of it as you begin to read is it just talks about the beauty and the impact of God's word and how when we spend time in it and we read and discover for our own, it speaks directly to our lives. And I believe it helps us to answer some of life's most important questions. I think all of scripture does this. But Psalm 119 does it in a very unique way because it speaks of the beauty and the impact of God's word. So it helps us to understand who am I and why am I here? What is my purpose? And again, Psalm 119 uniquely leans into those questions by talking about the beauty and the impact of God's word. So this is why I'm excited about Life First and why it's one of my favorite Sundays because the challenge is for all of us as a church, just to dive in, even if we're not sure about this, to pick a few words that we can use to guide us. And I really think when we get involved in this kind of study and in this kind of activity, that God uses this to just guide and help and bring hope into our lives. So great job for everyone who has done this and is still thinking about it. You've got time to pick those verses. And again, we're going to commit to those in just a moment. Here's our big idea for today, and that is ponder and share. So I hope you've had time to ponder, to think, to contemplate what words you want to use this year. If not, again, you have a little more time to do that, and then we'll talk about sharing in just a moment. So talking and thinking about sharing, I have four individuals who are ready to share their life verses with you. So will you help me welcome Bob, Stacy, Autumn, and Kevin? Welcome them. All right, great to have all of you here, and they've already shared first hour and did a wonderful job, and again, I love the fact that you get to hear from them and how they've been digging and searching, and they're going to talk about the how and the why of their life verses. So, Bob, let's begin with you. Share your verses with us, please. Sure. Um, So it's, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law it's galatians 5 22 and 23 and a recent devotion that i did really made this verse come alive to me uh, much more so than it ever had before it was a, a devotion by max lucado and he actually talked about these not as virtues but as choices and that was something that i had never thought about before so uh didn't want to work on all of them that was going to be a challenge so i picked two and, and the two are patience and joy. 
if you know me, you know I struggle a lot with patience. I'm not a very patient person. Um, and with joy, I'm not particularly joyful, although when I thought about it, I'm not sure I know the real definition of joy, peace, contentment, joy, hmm. etc. And uh, so when I thought about these as attributes in the past instead of choices, really my approach to changing was praying about it and hoping that God would change that in me. Um, and I never really considered that there was something I could do in the meantime to help that change. Yeah, and, and one of the things I love, Bob, that you've done with your verses is you've picked something that you know, I want to grow this in my life. And I think that's a challenge for all of us. We can pick inspiring words that encourage, but if you know this year I need to develop this and grow this in my life, you can certainly find a verse in Scripture that speaks to this. So you've done something unique with your verses in that you built some I will statements particularly around the, the attributes of patience and joy that you want to grow in your life this year. So this makes it very applicable. So will you share your I will statements with us? Yeah, sure. One of the neat things he, he really posted is I will choose joy. I will choose patience. And so I will overlook the inconveniences of the world. Instead of getting angry at those who jump in front of me in line or those who are driving incredibly slow in the lane in front of me, that's a particular <laughs> problem you are aware of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will choose joy. I will refuse the temptation to be cynical, and I'll refuse to see any problem as anything less than an opportunity to see God. Mm. Uh, Bob was behind me one day, bearing down on my car. Like, Who's this crazy person behind me? And it was it's actually Bob. So we all have permission now to drive slowly in front of him, and that's all good. <laughs> All right, how challenging is this when you think of these I will statements and what you want to pull off this year? It's pretty challenging, especially when you drive as slowly as you were Yeah, driving. yeah. <laughs> um, I was just reminded, I'm, I, it's amazing when you focus on something, how much it comes up even more. And I'm reminded I was at Wegmans yesterday in the self-checkout line. Probably don't need to say any more, but um, I had to remind myself to be patient. Yeah, sure. All right. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you sharing. Autumn, you have chosen a life verse from Proverbs this year that really plays into a big life event for you this year. So share your verse with us. Uh, sure. So uh, my verse comes from uh, Proverbs 12:4, and it's, A wife of noble character is her husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. Um, and I chose this uh, life verse particularly because um, I, was, I was looking for one specifically about marriage for this year. I'm getting married this year, and um, I wanted to dedicate my 2017 to learning how to be a good wife. So reading and praying and just putting some careful preparation um, towards that. Um, Rob and I have been together for many years, but um, more seasoned married uh, couples have always mentioned to me it's different when you're married. Everything kind of changes when you're married. So. Um, as I transition into that, I just wanted to put the same kind of careful consideration and diligence as I would to my work or my studies. So you're getting married. Congrats. Can we... That's great. Do you notice she's been waving that ring around? So when's the big day? It's this year. It's November 5th. Okay. Autumn, you've chosen a verse that I think some would look at and say, eh, that's kind of old-fashioned. But yet it's meaningful and memorable to you. Why? 
Um, well, when I read this verse, it, it, the, the words were very strong for me. And um, I was raised in a single parent household, so I, I didn't really have an example of uh, what a healthy marriage looked like or what a marriage really looked like at all, uh, how a, a wife should engage with her husband and how a husband should treat her wife. So um, it probably wasn't until I came here and you know got into my um, you know, early adulthood that I started to see strong examples of that, um, whether that's with my, um, my future in-laws, with, with you and, and Tanya, Ed and Debbie Miles have been great uh, role models for us. And um, now that I we're in, we're in this new kind of planning phase for the wedding, I really wanted uh, a verse that I could anchor to when I have my bridezilla moments, um, the planning <laughs> or you know the family drama that comes along yeah. with uh, a wedding and and um, and also some of those more uncomfortable conversations like combining your finances and things like that. So um, the verse really reminds me that my personal development, um, my integrity, and just how I carry myself mm. is the most impactful to my partner's development mm. and um, more impactful than the words that I say. And uh, it just kind of keeps me grounded that I have to be, um, I have to kind of develop myself up to God's standards of what my wifely duty should be to really help support, encourage, and challenge him in a meaningful mm. way. Appreciate you sharing your heart. And I know we've had good conversations about this and I'm excited for you and Rob and Again, congratulations. November will be here soon. It will be. All right, Stacy, go ahead and share your verses with us. Um, my verse is from uh, Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. And this was actually my original life verse when mm -hmm. we uh, first did life verse for the very first time here at Valley Point. Um, and it says, lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. I chose this life verse um, back then and uh, have continued to, to sort of have it as my life, true life verse. Mm. Um, I think because at that time, it was, it was a period of time when uh, John, my husband John, and I were sort of struggling in our marriage, but at the same time really... Um, encouraged to work on our marriage. It was sort of a transition time for us in our lives, and um, we really were looking forward to moving forward and working on our marriage. I was looking for a verse that, like Bob, was pointing out the areas that I really needed improvement on. And that verse pointed to humility, patience, forgiveness, unity, and peace. And those were all things that I felt in my marriage were things that I needed to work on it myself. Mm. Um, and uh, again, while I um, was looking at this verse in, in light of my marriage, um, it was something that while I knew that we had a lot of work to do in our marriage, we also knew that we had a lot of hope. Mm. So your hope and desire to strengthen and grow your marriage, great choice, that has led to some great opportunities of impact for both you and John. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, it has. Even from um, back then, when this was my first life verse, um, and we started working on our marriage you know, pretty uh, purposefully, we also had in mind that we weren't just working on our marriage for our marriage sake. Um, and I think this was also very much shepherded by you. Um, we knew that we sort of had another calling by God, and we were being led by God to help other couples with their marriage as well. 
Um, we knew that there were certain areas that we certainly did need to improve upon, um, but we also knew that there were things that we were innately good at. Um, and uh, we were going to take those things and try to pass them along to other couples. And we have had the opportunity to sort of hone in on those skills mm -hmm. and uh, use them here at Valley Point and um, have been given the opportunity to lead marriage events and marriage classes. And um, we just started leading a marriage life group or community group here just this past week mm -hmm. um, at Valley Point. And that was fantastic. Yeah, it's, and that group is going well. You talked about how fun it was just to get people together and think through things related to marriage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we started Monday night. It was a lot of fun. That's great. So, so you and John, you're using life experiences to encourage others. And I want to thank both of you for your leadership in that area. I want to go back to your verse, though, because it says something very unique. It talks about always be humble and gentle and patient. So... Here's this, this patient thing again. And it's interesting because scripture talks a lot about being patient and growing that in our lives. I think God knew as humans we would struggle in that area. So when I meet with people, whether it's couples or individuals, I generally say in communication, avoid the word always because it can get you in trouble. But here's scripture saying all the time, be humble and kind and patient how challenging is this? No, it's incredibly challenging. I mean, we're imperfect people, and uh, I think to try to meet the standard of always is probably impossible for us. Um, but I think the fact that this was my life verse that very first time, and I do consider it my life verse instead of my verse for 2017, um, is helpful because my goal is to work on improving each year, and, and maybe in all of these areas, particularly patience and humility. Um, as long as I can improve, always improve, um, then maybe there's yeah. uh, some good is coming from this, sort of being my anchor first. Yeah. So all of us have permission now to get in front of Stacy and Bob and drive slow. So, or, or the line in Wegmans with too much stuff. So that's great. All right, Kevin, you are our youngest participant. Thanks for hanging out with us older folks today. Appreciate that. Go ahead and share your verse with us. My life verse comes from Acts 20, 24, and it says, but, but, but my life is worth nothing to me unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus, the work of telling others about the wonderful grace of God. Um, I chose this verse because it can help me through every day of my life. I can use it whenever I find myself straying from my faith, and it reminds me that I'm here on earth to um, spread the good news of Jesus and his word and... Um, I feel that not only does this apply to me and that I can use it every day, that I feel like all of us can use it and that we can remember that the good news of Jesus Christ and that we need to spread it. All right, so we've all been challenged by a middle schooler. Isn't that great? <laughs> Love it. So, Kevin, you're, you're 14. You're in eighth grade. These are incredible words for you to be sharing with us, a very powerful verse. What would you say to your fellow students in the room about following Jesus? Um, I would say to my fellow students, be, don't be ashamed of your faith. Don't be afraid to go out and share your faith. And uh, like, we, like we sang, um, all our hope is in him. So don't be afraid for what is ahead. Don't, if you're, whether you're going to middle school, high school, or college, don't be afraid. Your hope is in him. That's great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So
So Kevin, I get the chance to meet with people all the time, and they're trying to figure out purpose, and what am I supposed to be doing, and what does God want, what do I want, and how do all these things mesh together? I think at a very young age, 14, you have found a distinct life purpose centered on Christ that I think if you live that out, which I know is your desire and your goal, if you live that out, you're going to make God very happy with your life. And I think you're going to be a great example to all of us of what God can do through a life committed to sharing the truth of Jesus. So thank you for sharing that and really grateful for all of you being willing to share your verses with us. And here's your challenge. Remember your words, memorize them, get them into your heart and into your mind. And I hope that you have a lot of joy throughout this year integrating these words into everything that happens from middle school to a new marriage to helping other people to dealing with people at Wegmans and everywhere else. (laughs) Whatever this looks like for all of you, that you have a tremendous amount of joy just implementing these words. Will you help me thank them? (laughs) All right, I have one takeaway, and that is share. And this has been our challenge for everyone to be thinking for the past couple of weeks about a verse or two that God is putting into your life and into your heart that you will be able to share, not just with your own circumstances, but also with other people that you encounter and what God is doing in your life and how this verse really is helping you. So let me talk to you a little bit about what sharing looks like. I want to create some space here in our worship time where if you are ready to do this, that we want to give you the opportunity to step out from your chair, to be able to come down front to either side. There are displays here that are the future blueprints of our building, and we've been using that as our image because we're on a journey as a church to get into our future real home, and we thought it was appropriate to use this image as we think about verses serving as a blueprint for our lives this year. And so if you're moved and you're ready, I want to encourage you when the time comes to step out from your seat to come down front. There will be someone here to assist you. There are pens, and you can write down your verse. For sake of time, it's probably best just for you to write down the reference and the numbers attached to that, and then you can sign your name with that if you want to. You don't have to do that. If you're here for the very first time and you're like, oh, my word, what is happening right now? I want to let you know this is a tradition here at Valley Point that we do at the start of every year, and you don't have to participate. No one does. You can simply remain at your seat. Our artists are going to come in just a bit and provide some music. We want to create a quiet, focused, almost sacred moment here where we get the chance to commit to this. If you're ready to do this, great. If not, if you're not comfortable with that, you can simply remain at your seat. That is perfectly fine. You might just want to be respectful of the people around you that are looking to get out so they can write their verses. You will be dismissed by an usher for your row. At that time, you can make your way down here, sign, and then you can return to your seat. Feel free to sing. Feel free to look at the verses that will be on the screen as well. And use this time to really think and to ponder and then get ready to share. Okay? Will you pray with me? Father, we step into your presence right now and we're so thankful for this day where we have a unique opportunity to do what we find in 
Psalm 119 and in various other places throughout Scripture to just grab some words and and use them to, to light our path and to guide us. God, I think this is an amazing thing to watch. People digging and searching and saying, you know what, I'm going to use this verse. God, we have no idea what we're going to encounter this year. Many of us are going to experience some great success. And that will be wonderful and we'll be filled with joy and we'll celebrate that. God, I pray when that happens, that we would go back to our life verse and just reread that and thank you for your goodness to us. God, many of us are going to experience some pain this year. Loss. Separation. There'll be struggles. And it will be difficult and confusing and we won't understand all of that and we won't even have all of the answers. And God, maybe some of us are walking through that now. But I think for many of us, That's going to come, and we're not even aware of it yet. God, in those moments of pain and loss, whatever that looks like for us, I pray that it'd help us to run back to your word. It will be as true on that day as it is today. So help us just to be ready to commit. And as we move through this time, God, I pray that you would help us to be grateful for the words that you have given to us. And again, may we use them as a blueprint for our lives in the days to come. Bless us as we move through this time now and commit to you. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. If you call Valley Point Church home or would like to make a donation, please go to valleypointchurch.com and click online giving. If you're in need of prayer, we would love to serve you in that way. Please reach out to us at prayer at valleypointchurch.com.